Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I have Steve, Lauren, Chris, and Sharpie. Hello. Hi, Lisa. Alrighty. On today's show, we're going to just bring you a little bit of Disney news. And Sharpie, we're going to start with you with the Rivers of Light, of course. At Animal Kingdom. Of, of course. course. Yeah. So it is has has been long rumored that uh, Disney would launch uh, Rivers of Light uh, sometime around Earth Day. That that is Animal Kingdom's feast day. <laughs> that's when Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day, and that's when they've done a lot of their um, updates and things like that. So. And and there's further more confirmation this week. Uh, if if you have an Android device, you are actually able to take a look uh, at Tusker House Restaurant for the week of uh, the 18th. Um, sorry, or this year Earth Day is uh, April 22nd. Um, so looking at the week of April 18th, uh, it is you're able to view. Uh, packages with Tusker House for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seating uh, that gives you first, second, or third viewing. Ooh. So yeah, so so it's kind of kind of exciting. Uh, already looking at, at Tusker House as kind of one of those locations. Um, haven't been able to see it anywhere else uh, for Yak and Yeti, but it's also expected that Tiffins will will offer it. So I'm not not sure at this time about Yak and Yeti. There's there hasn't been anything, no no leaks or anything out online uh, specifically for Yak and Yeti. Uh, but at this point in time, Tusker House is definitely, uh, definitely out there. It is you're not able to book it currently, uh, but it is seen out on on the the app uh, as an option that is coming. Hmm. So Disney hasn't released this officially, hasn't announced it officially. Uh, but if you are planning a trip to the Walt Disney World Resort uh, for the week of April 18th, you should definitely plan to change your plans uh, to catch Rivers of Light whenever it debuts. It's going – they've just recently released some new um, – concept art uh and it is it is absolutely going to be fantastic if you have seen uh if you've been to california adventure and you've seen world of color you're going to see some familiar technologies incorporated there mm -hmm. uh but you're also going to have live music and live dancers it's going to be they're 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 pulling in elements from all of disney's nighttime shows uh and i i think i think it's truly going to be a really spectacular event uh, the Rivers of Light over at Animal Kingdom. So if you're planning to be at Walt Disney World for the week of April 18th. Well, that's exciting. That I Plan to change your plans. It's coming up. That's coming up really soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Just, just that's, also, that's also Dapper Day. Well, a couple days before it. Oh, at the Magic Kingdom? So very exciting. So three different showings. That's interesting too, because um, well, the funny thing is, I, I, it isn't really clear. If you take a look at the app, it isn't really clear mm -hmm. if it is first level, second level, uh, and third level. Oh, it could be. So hmm. it could be different lo viewing locations, but it, but they could be planning to have three shows. Not sure. 
Mm. I don't know they, if they're going to have three shows. I bet you it's different levels. I don't think they're going to have three shows. How big is that viewing? It, that's the thing. As many times as I've looked at it, I it is not big. They, right. I'm saying that you're, you're going to be able to put pack a few thousand people in there. But I don't think you're going to be able to to do really, really, really. It's nowhere near the size of the Fantasmic um, Amphitheater. So I just um, looked at it this past week, and uh, they had like a little viewing area where you could kind of peek in and take pictures. It wasn't that. You're right. It wasn't that big. Is it, Chris? Is it similar to like uh, Fantasmic over at Disneyland, where it's kind of? No, it's much smaller. Really? Because Disneyland, you know, yeah. they just kind of sit around the river there. Yeah, but there's lots of room. This mm. doesn't have as much room, and it's more like um, actual seating—not seating, but it's kind of like bleacher style, mm-hmm. kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, I, and it doesn't look anywhere near done, like at all. No, it looks like they have a lot of a lot of finish work left to do. Yeah. Uh, whenever we were there in January, it looked like almost all the major structural work was done, uh, and they went even they were had even finished while we were there. Uh, from one day to another, uh, they had finished the, the roof on the control booth area, uh, right. which is actually just around the corner from the Finding Nemo theater, uh, the theater in the wild. Um, so, so yeah, that that's. They have a lot of work to do, but you know, once Disney cranks it into high gear, they they will they will have it ready. And like I said, when we were in January, I am almost positive uh, that from our balcony over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, I heard audio testing going on very early one morning. Uh, so, so kind of kind of a cool thing. Really excited to see it uh, as soon as soon as it's up and active. Uh, I will will definitely try my very best to do a quick weekend trip. I have no doubt. <laughs> Mouse chat meetup, impromptu. <laughs> going to be quick. All right, Lauren, you're going to bring us some Star Wars news. Yes, so Disney in the uh, 60th anniversary, um, Disneyland 60th anniversary show that they put on on Sunday. They actually made a lot of new, exciting uh, Star Wars announcements, and they announced there uh, specifically two different dining experiences that are going to be coming to the Star Wars themed area in Hollywood Studios. One is the Cantina, which seems to be their quick service location. And then it looks like there's going to be a table service restaurant that looks like some sort of a dinner club. Um, the concept drawings look pretty amazing. Um, it appears that the entire land is going to be a completely immersive land and you're going to be kind of meandering through like different marketplaces and you'll be able to experience different tastes from the galaxy. So I'm wondering if they're going to kind of try to do like a Harry Potter type thing where they're really immersing you like, you know, with the butter beer and like the different things like that. I'm wondering if they're going to try to do things like that with Star Wars land. I'm very excited for it. So, but they haven't named any of the restaurants. There's no specifics on it, but very exciting news. Did you guys watch the uh, Disneyland 60th special? I taped it. I've watched a bit of it. It was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> loved every minute of it. Oh my gosh. I, I haven't seen the Dick Van Dyke part. I'm dying to see that. Look on Facebook. It's everywhere. Yeah, the Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I mean, he was only like a 20, 30 second thing, but. 
He just makes me smile. I like He's it. He's adorable. Yeah. Um, we recorded it and then we watched it. And they, I love that they did the, the live orchestra with Star Wars. Very cool. That was really cool. And it was really cool. Then they did um, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, the music for that from Fantasia. And, and they actually did that live from the Walt Disney Concert Hall, mm-hmm. which was really neat. The The Star Wars one was right right in the theater there. But the other one, they, they did from the Walt Disney Concert Hall in downtown Los Angeles. All that just gives me goosebumps. All that wonderful music. Uh, Chris, you're going to give us a, a review. You went recently and tried something new. So we... We were um, heading back from Animal Kingdom and just going to take the rest of the day off. Well, we remembered that there was all kinds of new Star Wars things to do in Hollywood Studios. So we went ahead and took a quick detour into Hollywood Studios and checked out the launch pad, which is um, where you can meet Kylo Ren, you can meet Chewbacca, and you can also meet um, the Jawas. They're just sort of out and about. And um, that was pretty exciting. So, um, the best part was meeting Kylo Ren. He's very spooky. You're not supposed to, you know, put your arm around him. It's not like he's, you know, huggable or anything. Um, so you met him. He's like you. I know. Right. (laughs) That's why I love Kylo Ren so much. (laughs) Oh my God. It's probably why I do. Right. So we were able to meet Kylo Ren. I think the wait times for both Chewbacca and Kylo Ren were about 45 minutes we definitely got in at about half that time. And while you're in line, there are all kinds of sort of, um, you know, props from the movie. There's all the helmets that the clone troopers and the stormtroopers wear. Uh, I think they have Boba Fett's helmet, which is kind of cool. And um, then you go ahead and you get into the other, um, you know, they they show you everyone's lightsaber, the good guys and the bad guys. And so that's kind of fun. You go and you meet Kylo Ren. Um get your picture taken and everything. He does not speak to you. He just kind of walks around. I have to say, I think Kylo Ren is played by the same guy who uh, was, um, oh shoot, what is that guy's? Um, Darth Maul. Because he's got the same moves and they're both scary. Anyway, and then we went and saw Chewbacca and it's basically the same experience except Chewbacca is awesome and friendly. So the kids love that the most. And you can walk around, you can see... um, they have all kinds of, you know, kind of mock-ups from the movie. And you can see um, one of Ren, and she's sort of standing next to her little thing that she rides out in the desert. I can't remember what it's called. And um, and then you go into a gift shop, of course. They had some interesting things. And one of the things that I kind of got a kick out of was you could buy a $725 Han Solo costume. So if you've ever had the urge to dress up like Han Solo or a clone trooper, or any other character from the movie, and you have a couple thousand in your wallet, you can buy this awesome costume. So the launch pad is definitely worth taking a look at. If you go over to where the old um, American Idol Theater is, they have a little movie that it's about 10 minutes long that explains how, um, you know, basically the whole concept of all the Star Wars movies up through seven. So if you're a big Star Wars nerd, don't skip Hollywood Studios. We had a great time. It was probably the best part of our trip, which is not saying much because I was sick the entire time except that day. So I, I have to say my last trip, I enjoyed 
Hollywood Studios the most out of all the parks? Well, we didn't, there wasn't a lot to do. I mean, honestly, if I was spending a whole day there, I might've been a little disappointed. See, we did. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know what, if we had gone, I guess you can do the frozen sing along. Um, yeah, I mean, there's enough to occupy an entire day. Yeah. I don't think it's as bad as people think. It's not as bad as people think. And the launch pad was awesome. I could have stayed in there for quite a while, but you know, the kids, they were, they were pretty tired. It was a really, um, you know, sometimes you have good trips and sometimes you have trips that are pretty exhausting. And I think having mom completely out of it and sick and bed back in the room was not fun for them. And so we were all in a hurry to get home. But, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a good few hours there. So. Chris, can you also tell us about, uh, you went to Trattoria? I did. Okay. So Lauren gave this place a thumbs up about six months ago, but I didn't trust her which is not fair, Lauren. And I'm terribly sorry, but you really I thought, should trust me. I, I don't have such bad taste, you know, I know. And you know, the other thing too, is I always feel like, like when I have, when I know people from up North and they're, they say Italian food is good someplace. I know it's usually good because I know they have awesome Italian food up North, but still I was, I was holding out, um, uh, you know, I was holding out my, uh, review until I actually went there and, um, me and Mandy who does our Twitter page, she and I went there late one night. It was like 930, um, right after we had done the Star Wars thing, actually. And um, we went ahead and just had a late dinner there. It was really nice and um, probably the best service I've had at any Disney restaurant, even Victorian Alberts. We just had the greatest server. Um, and if you are looking for a restaurant to go to that's like off the beaten path, check it out. It's on the boardwalk. They make their own mozzarella. They they pickle their own peppers. They even make their own fennel sausage for their pizza. And we kind of knew we were in luck when this one server came out and we asked, you know, just offhand and we were like, Hey, what's, what's on the menu that you like? And he grabs the menu and he's just telling us everything that he enjoys and his girlfriend likes this and he likes that. And that was um, how they were when I went there. Yeah. They were I fantastic. think that place it's, it's, you know what, they have a lot of foodies working there and I think it shows it is, it's totally a sleeper. The food was excellent. Um, it's cozy and nice in there. Um, it feels chairs are very comfortable too. Yeah. It really does feel like, um, it doesn't, it's sort of maybe not a one credit. It's not a two credit either. It's sort of like right in the middle. Um, but any place that makes its own mozzarella, you kind of have to give them a lot of respect for that. So even, even the olive oil that they had for the um, focaccia that came out was good. Yeah. So I wish I could have tried more, but I was, you know, recovering from being sick. So I had, I had the pizza, um, Mandy had the soup and she had something else. I can't remember. Oh, the tomatoes and the um, mozzarella. So it was really good. Oh, we both had gelato. Mm. (laughs) So that was good too. I mean, definitely check it out. I will absolutely go back. I know that their mozzarella or not their mozzarella, their, um, their, uh, what is the word? Um, shoot. Help me out here. The little things filled with dough or with, um, cannolis? Yeah. not cannolis. No, that's their cream ravioli. Their ravioli, ravioli is house made, which I love. So I'll be going back to try that. And you know what? That's one of those places we can always get clients into. And, um, 
I should have listened to you, Lauren, because and it wait, was so that good. Was, I wanted to take you guys there in October and you guys all poo-pooed me and said, no, I don't want to eat there. And we went we were wrong. that reservation and eating somewhere else. I know. We ate at Flying Fish, which is right next door. Yes. Oh, and a bit of interesting gossip. So as all of you know, it's Flying Fish. Um, you know, they they all work together. The room, the the d- restaurants are right next door. So they all know each other at Flying Fish in Tretoria. And um, our server said, you know, all of our flying, all of our kitchen staff, most of them are over at Chef Mickey's. And I said, oh, how do they like it? And they're like, yeah, they can't wait to come back. So... <laughs> But I imagine it would be hard to go from, you know, flying making, fish, right. Flying fish, making signature um, items to, you know, making 70 pounds of mashed potatoes. Well, and not so, only that, but think about the tip difference between flying fish and Chef Mickey. Oh, good. They're point. probably yeah. making the double the amount of money at yeah. flying fish. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Maybe we can hope the food will improve at um, Chef Mickey's. Uh, see, Ooh, now we can the hope time, they have. Now is the time to go to Chef Mickey. There you go. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to be nice about character meals because people think I'm weird for not liking them. You know what? I my opinion on the character meals is pretty consistent. I think there's some that are better than others, but I think there's certain ones that are a rite of passage. And if you're coming for the first time, you have to do Chef Mickey. That is true. Just do it at breakfast. You know, you you kind of you have to do it because if you don't, everybody's going to say, oh, my God, you didn't go to Chef Mickey. How could you not go to Chef Mickey? I know. You know, isn't that odd? It's a and, shame. Then, and then they're going to say, well, Mouse Chat said the food is pretty terrible at Chef Mickey's. <laughs> right. And then they're going to go to Chef Mickey's and they're going to say Mouse Chat was right. Right. You know, we hear that a lot, actually. We hear we, a we lot of people who Chef go Mickey's there. twice. Uh, and bo- both times the food was wildly mediocre. Um, I don't even, okay, so we're probably getting off topic, but yeah. We are. Of course we are. Of we always are. I do have to say, if you, I would even say it's a little bit romantic. If you want to go somewhere and have a nice little night out, go to Tutoria, eat there, walk around the boardwalk. It's so pretty at night. And uh, try the ravioli for me. We're going to go ahead and grab the show here, wrap it up. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have comments or questions for us, please send those to comments at mousechat.net. If you enjoy listening to the shows, please go over to iTunes or you can head to mousechat.net and download our shows there. Thanks so much for listening and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat. Mouse Chat.